Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. No, I haven't been booed up, Alex. You know, I've just been uh, on Raya, just swiping, just swiping. Swiping, trying to find um, this random football coach to scoop me up and move me to New York or something. I don't know. You want a special teams coach? Yes, actually. Yes, a defensive end coordinator. Yes. Is that a thing? Defensive end coordinator? Why would you want that? I want better know. for you. Huh? You want somebody to wear like tight gym pants with a clipboard? You know. Yes. yes. You want and the that, head coach. I mean, yeah, that would be nice. You want we, the head coach of a top HBCU. Um, yes, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that, yes. And then we move like every six years to a different school. Yeah. Because that's exactly what they do. So I am okay with that. And I'm working on a sports podcast now. And so, yeah, just working, working hard. When you start talking like Maya Angelou, I just. I How do I start talking like Maya Angelou? I'm working on a sports podcast now. I've just been working and going to. <laughs> Go, I'm being an auntie. You know, it's it's cute. It's almost, what is it? Wait, it's, it's almost October, right? It's almost October. So it's almost Q4. It's almost Q4, okay? And what happened to the baddie wig? What's going on? Oh, baddie wig. I needed to give it a break. I needed to like let my hair breathe. So I'm letting my hair breathe for like a week until I can afford another wig. Do you want to donate to the Alexis wig fund? Because child, the wig that I want is eleven hundred dollars. Do you well, want to get on that track and get stuff? Klarna. No, I need to like Klarna this because twelve hundred dollars. You gonna put a wig on a payment plan? What do you? How do you think I afforded the other wig? I thought you was just out here doing splits and tricks. Yo, how do you <laughs> think I afforded these other wigs? That you know my, my other wig, I'm like been wearing out. How do you think I afforded that wig? Come on now, Klarna. Okay, I haven't finished paying for it. I don't think, and I've been wearing that wig out. And I just needed to get my hair break. So I'm like, that's why I haven't been outside because my hair, uh-uh. But I do have to go outside tomorrow, though. And so what, what are we listening to right now? What are we doing? What are we listening to? So um, you know what? I'm listening. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to get into this, like, new school R&B. Y'all keep talking about Victoria Monet. And uh, y'all keep talking about it. And I'm not into I'm tired. I don't want to hear on oh, my mama. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm tired of Beyonce concerts. I'm tired. You, sound, you sound like a geriatric millennial. I know. I am tired of it. I don't want to hear ski anymore. I am over it. But however, I do want to be open to the new school R&B if it sounds, uh, if it's like soothing, if it's if it's kind of cool, I want to hear it. So, but like the so in one of my group chats, they were quoting lyrics, and I said, "Who are we talking about, y'all?" And they're like, "Victoria Monet," and I'm like, "Okay, y'all." I have not listened yeah. to the album. I'm just who is this person y'all made up. I I know I knew who the person was, but I'm just like they were up here quoting lyrics and they're like, oh yes, yes, child, yes. And I'm like, who are we talking about? I just you know I'm just 
uh, you know, I'm trying. And also, I think to me, for somebody like me, I am one of those people that if everyone's talking about it, I don't want to be a part of it. Just like if I go to the Beyonce concert, I am not wearing silver. If everybody is watching it, I'm not watching it. If everybody's listening to it, I'm not listening to it. I just want to be different so badly that I do not care. Just like I, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't listen to stuff. I'm like, I wasn't pressed to go to the Beyonce concert, even though I really wanted to go to the New Orleans show with my friends, but whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. Just like I didn't watch that show that y'all watch with the girl uh, with, uh, what is it called? The Dragon Show. <laughs> dragon show that y'all watch. Yeah. I'm not even gonna go into that. You depriving yourself from my mama watched it. She, she, watched, she, she watched all of it. She loved it. Game of Thrones. But I did watch the other black girl on Hulu. So I, I watch shows like the you know, stuff on Hulu, like those original shows, but I have to watch them early before all of y'all start talking about it on social media because once all of y'all start talking about it. I lose interest because the reason why I lose interest is because y'all talk about it and y'all hype it up so much that I don't want to watch it because then I know y'all are going to disappoint me because all y'all do is hype up these shows and y'all hype yeah. up so much and then they're not interesting. Y'all. Because y'all lie. Y'all lie. No, no. It's not. so good. Y'all lie. I mean, you know, most people lie, but you know, I tell you the truth. The other black girl, first of all, what show are we listening to, Lexi? The adulthood of podcast for geriatric millennials. <laughs> With myself, Lexi, and, and Alejandro. We've been real heavy on the geriatric lately, and that's fine. We, but honestly, this is authentic to us. That's the thing. Like, at least that's a good thing. At least it's very authentic to us. Yeah, I mean, the other black girl, first of all, is on Hulu. Second of all, I see a lot of things that we've been through on this show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely with the different the age ranges at work because there's always going to be a lot of age ranges. However, you know our job honestly, everyone's around the same age. Have you noticed that we all are around the same age? We're all very millennials. So our you department. know we've we've had different stages mm -hmm. of where we worked because we worked at a place and then it was acquired by a bigger place. Yeah. And then when we got to the bigger place, it was way different than the old place. Yeah. But see, when we worked at the old place, it was a lot of older people with a lot of younger people. Because mm -hmm. remember, the person that used to sit next to me was like the classic textbook. I mean, she was the poster child for Gen Z. Yes, yes. You remember, because every time she didn't like something, she was ready to quit. And I'm just like, Bills? Wait, I don't know who we're talking about. You don't about. remember? No. no I, when I say this, you'll remember she did not believe in tipping. Remember? You remember now? Yes, yes, yes. But she, she, she she's a millennial technically. I mean, but I'm just saying she was a textbook. Like she acted like Gen Z. Whenever they she didn't like something, she was ready to quit. Yeah, but she she's was already ready to move on. Millennial though, but yeah. I feel like. Yeah, she was yeah. a millennial. I know it's weird. Look, I like we said in the first episode of this whole thing. If you are on the cusp, and I and I call somebody else a Gen Z person, whenever you talk like that, I'm ready to quit, I'm ready to move on. I'm yeah. tired, and you've been there for two weeks. I just put you in the I put you in the Gen Z category. But that's why we that's why we specify that we're generation millennials because the younger millennials are the ones that will go live in their parents' basement, and they'll say like, you know what, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna focus on my passion. And I'm going to live in their basement forever. And that's the difference. And that's why we do 
separate ourselves because we are different. We will do our job, even if we don't like our jobs, even though Alex and I like our jobs, we're not saying that like all older millennials are doing something that we don't want to do. But what we are saying is that we are going to do whatever we have to do. We are saying that we will work at McDonald's at 40 years old if it pays our bills and if we don't have any other job, we are saying that we will work there. So yeah, we are talking about the differences between Jarrett Millennial and the younger millennials. There is a difference. I mean, they, they certain people be like, well, I'm technically a millennial. I'm like, well, you act like you're in Gen Z because every time yeah. something don't, oh, I got to leave. I got to find a new job. Mm-hmm. They treat me so bad. And I be like, you only been here two days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, or somebody Why are you, you are so oppressed. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You don't like your desk, you don't like where you sit at. Mm-hmm. You can find a better job on TikTok. And I'm just like, but man, what about living? What about paying your car? Don't you be they'd be like, Oh, I'm on my mama's plan. Oh, I'm I am i am on I'm on my family plan. What about eating? Oh, I I dumpster dive. Dumpster dive for eating. <laughs> So here's the thing. I was talking to my 57, 56, 56 or 57-year-old sister the other day. We were having a long conversation. And she even brought up, like, you know, it's so hard to work. She's one of those, like, hippie kind of – so she kind of gives me more of the younger millennial vibe. She's one of those very much so, this is – I am not passionate about this. I am leaving. She's one of those, like, hippies. And I feel like the Gen Zs and the younger millennials are very much hippie vibe. And she was like, you know, it's so hard to like, you know, want to work when you know that people are literally pushing buttons and making a million dollars. She's talking about like the TikTokers and the influencers of the world. And I said, you know what, sis? I said, it sounds so good, but it's not realistic. And so many people, I was like, one, the first thing is not that many people are making it. And two, it only lasts maybe a year. So I said, look at all those people that went viral. And let's say they made $400,000 that one year. And the next year they're working at McDonald's. No shade to people that work at McDonald's, but I said it doesn't last. And this is like, you know, it's it's so easy to get caught up in thinking that it's so easy to push a button. Like I was actually looking at this post today. There was like, a, I think it was a Forbes list. Maybe I think it was Forbes. Forbes list of the maybe top 10 um, social media influencers. And the guy on this list, uh, they were saying that I guess apparently last year got a lot of flack because a lot of people on the list, it wasn't that diverse. So this year there were a lot of, um, there was more diversity apparently on the list this year. One of the guys on the list apparently makes, I think he made like $9 million or something. The guy, you know, the guy, the black guy. That the guy does, that does not talk. Yes. And I was like, yo. And when I saw it today, I was like, yo, this guy made like eight, $9 million and he does not talk. And he just makes facial expressions and I was like yo this is insane and it it does when you look at stuff like that it does make you reevaluate your life and it's like yo what am I doing I do see how easy it is for Gen Z who is they're very impressionable and younger millennials I do see how they can get caught up I do see it I see how they can get caught up I get it I get it but but what that got to do with you I know you guys to Pay your bills. I gotta pay this mortgage, okay? I gotta pay this. Look, mortgage. he he found something that only he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you want to do that, like we know people who are trying to live off the influencer life, but it's not sustainable. It is not sustainable, and that's what I was telling my sister. I was like, it's not sustainable, and 
also you can't plan that. You know, him doing that, I bet you he just did that one day and then it just caught up. It just caught, like, it wasn't like, you know what, let, this is my plan. It wasn't like he put a pen to a paper and said, you know what, I'm going to come up with something that's going to make me a million dollars. You know what, I have it. I'm not going to say anything. And I'm just going to look at the screen and I'm going to do this face. And like, no one thinks about that. He just did it and it worked. I even also the other day I was even um, talking to my girl who's really into fragrances. And I saw. Um, oh, oh, yes. Too. Ooh. Then we saw this post about these fragrance influencers. I was like, yo, there are people that are fragrance influencers and they're making money off of something that you is not even something tangible that you can show. It is literally something that you can't smell fragrances through TikTok and they're making money something off something that literally, that's like a, a fragrance podcast. I can literally tell you, oh, this smells like strawberries and cream. And all you have to do, you, you can either believe me or not, they are making money off of that. I was like, this is insane. Like you can come up with any idea. And honestly, it is, to me, it's interesting, but I just can't fall into the idea of, you know what, I'm going to try to get rich off of talking about fans and I'm just going to do it and hope that I make money. I mean, I, I understand being optimistic, but I just, you know, kudos to you. Uh, I mean, I think it's also... Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The generational divide. Because, you know, when we were growing up, you know, we were indoctrinated, like we always talk about. You got to go to work and make a living. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like to do it. Because remember back in the day, like, you know, I, I love using Fred Flintstone as an example. Do you think he wanted to do that every day? Do you yeah. think he wanted to just go to work and do all that instead of just being at home making videos all day? None of us want to just go to work. I mean, sometimes work is cool, but I think Gen Z folks, nobody wants to work. Yeah. Who wants to go to work? Yeah. So when you say, I don't want to do that, I would rather... No, I would rather not work either. I would rather sit at home in my pajamas or no pajamas, just oiling myself down <laughs> watching Matlock. Who wants to go to work? They act like we just, no one wants to work. So yeah. you have to. You have the George Jetson didn't want to go to work. Everybody worked to take care of their family. Yeah, it's just, it's just reality. And I think, I don't know. I am nervous for that generation. Like I really am nervous. <laughs> like I um even like when I have conversations with one of my nephews, that they're gener- like, well, my nephew is a millennial, but even the conversation I have with him, he's just like, oh, I don't understand why we have to work full time hours. It's like it's not something you ha- you have to understand. You just do it. But the younger generations, they want like an explanation of why we have to work full time hours. I'm like, I don't know because the guy because what is his name because Ford told us because. 
that's when they started the eight hour work days. I don't know, like, do we need an explanation of why we're supposed to work eight hour days? Just It's just what it is and you do it. But the thing that I liked about Hulu's, um, was it the other black girl, is that none of them were influencers or TikTokers. They actually had like real careers. And I like that about that, that all of the girls on there wanted, and when I say real careers, no offense to people that are <laughs> TikTokers or anything. I didn't mean it like that because that is, that is a real career nowadays. Um, I mean like traditional careers is what I meant to say because that, that did sound a little, you know, shady. But I mean, um, traditional careers, like career, tr traditional careers that um, people that are uh, going to college that are on a track for certain things. So um, uh, the characters on the show, most of them went to college and they were on track for certain careers. And um, they all were on the trajectory for certain careers that they were interested in. And that was one of the things that I really did like about it because most of these shows these days, it's always somebody that wants to be like a TikToker or an influencer. And it's just not sustainable for most people. So I, I hate when that storyline is on every single show, like every single show. Um, so I did appreciate that on the show that it was, you know, a, a book editor and what was it? A book editor, a professor, like they had careers that, are still sustainable careers these days, but hard to get into or hard to excel. And they talked about certain things like people going behind their back and trying to go behind their back and slip in front of them or take their ideas and certain things. So have you ever had any situations where you've ever had somebody like stab you in the back or try to take your idea in certain jobs that you've had? Because I know that you work, you used to work at this place in the mall. <laughs> no, I didn't know. You used to work at this streetwear place in the mall no about it alex wait first of all the show so see this is my thing about the show right so black people in the workplace when you work in corporate america it's not gonna be black folks everywhere like I, I know we get used to that on social media like the whole atlanta is wakanda and all of that that's not the reality so I, the, on one thing, I, I think the show just shows you just how much black folks expect black folks to be everywhere in corporate America. That's just not realistic. Have you, you ever had? Ever, have you ever had like a corporate corporate job where you've been in that setting before? By the way, yes, but I I understood that my boss wasn't going to be black and went to HBCU and she wasn't going to be a Delta and she wasn't going to know everything I was going through. If you work in corporate America, you just got to prepare yourself. That's what your internship was for. You prepare yourself to, you got to work with white people. They're not going to know what you want to do. Now, see, the one job I did have, the white people would always get Popeyes. That's, see, that's when I realized that white people ate Popeyes. Every day in the break room, they would bring Popeyes. And they would just be like, oh, if you want to eat the Popeyes, you want to get the, the leg, the, the, the wing? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you start seeing different sides, like white people do this, white people do that. Now, of course, you're going to get treated like a token black. But I think the thing about the show that really, you know, I don't know what the discussion is, but I, I do think that a lot of people expect certain things from people when they really just don't be knowing. Yeah. They really, your boss, your white boss doesn't know that you celebrate Kwanzaa. She doesn't know like certain things. She might try to relate to you, but I think the show really does show like your expectations in this job. See, we got lucky. We we work with black folks 
at a black owned company. But I think if you want to move up, you do got to play the game. Absolutely. What you say, you, you got to play the game. You got to move up. You got to on the show, like one of the black girls, the other black girl is playing the game. Mm-hmm. She's doing the things that she needs to do to move up. Yeah. She's schmoozing. Yeah. You talk about that all the time. Like, oh, me and you talk about it. Like, people don't even know how to schmooze. Yeah. Like, how do you get ahead? You like start looking at when I used to be an intern, the, the printer used to always be broken. And one thing black folks didn't want to do is fix the printer. Mm-hmm. Because you know, to fix the printer, you had to take the ink out, you had to change the paper because it's usually a paper jam because Maritza then printed a, a 70 page document and it's a paper check. Mm-hmm. So the printer would always be broken. So I would see, and you know, my former, when I was an intern, you know, my former boss, she used to see things like that. Alex would always fix the printer because I knew if she had to tell me to do it, I'm not going to get ahead. Right. Yeah. True. True. Right? It's not even going behind someone's back. It's just, but people look at that like, oh, look at him. Yeah. He's always trying to do this. Yeah. He's always trying to do that. He's always trying to, you know, mm-hmm. tell them he's going to go and get the food for the lunch, the little potluck. Yeah. So it's like a little, it's a difference between schmoozing and doing those things and cutting somebody in the back. Now, we both have had instances where people take, uh, yeah. <laughs> people take ownership of what we have presented. People say, you say it, and then they're like, you know, I have an idea. And they say the exact same thing that you yeah. just said. In different words. Yes. So yes. I, I do think the younger generation is like, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to get a, a job that I want versus us who's just like, I got to pay bills. Yeah. I'm going to play the game and try to move up and all of that. See, and you know, in my younger days when that used to happen, like, for example, if someone like took your idea. So on the show, there, you know, it, it happened. Well, spoiler alert. Like, you know, it would be someone that sometimes, like, so there's one incident where the person didn't say anything. Then there was another incident where someone spoke up for the girl. Now, when I, in my younger days, I wouldn't say anything. In my older days, I will speak up. And I'll say, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's exactly what I said a couple weeks ago. I'll say it like that, like a little kind of brush over it. Like, yeah, like, that's, you know, that the idea that I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, you just kind of do it like that, but not like I said that a couple weeks ago. You don't have to make it like that. But um, yeah, definitely in my older days um, with working, I will definitely speak up and say it, but not in a way of not in an accusatory way. And not, and so in my older days, when I've said that, and it, they'll definitely, once you put them on the spot, because it does put them on the spot, but not in an accusatory way, then I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember like I remember now, then they'll say something because they have no choice but to say something. They have no choice but to acknowledge that. So that's the good thing is, you know, with younger people, they don't have the patience that we do. They don't have the patience and they don't know how to just, you know, it's that that little subtle shade that older, you know, the older you get, the more subtle shade you have versus the younger folks. But yeah, I remember my young my younger days, oh, the younger days when People used to kind of like, you know, walk all over you and you didn't really know what to say or do. I mean, it definitely I've, I've had my moments in the industry, especially because, you know, I both of us have worked in the industry all of our lives. And the industry especially is so brutal. And both of us have either worked in radio or television 
music, both of us, um, both Alex and I have always worked in that space. I always have worked in entertainment. So it is a tough industry to be in. And then also people that work in corporate is very tough as well, because I think people in corporate have it just as bad. Um, I th both are very tough. Um, I think with working in the industry, especially, um, I feel like music and TV, especially, uh, you'll get cursed out in a heartbeat. You'll get cursed out. And I'm talking independent companies. I'm not talking about like like where we work, for example, because we do have a very corporate structure, so it's different. But when you're working for like independent like labels and stuff and these production companies, oh man, I've been in mm -hmm. with like rappers and people cursing you out and this. And, oh, it is it is bad. It has been it has been bad. Like very hostile environments. So imagine hostile environments and also with people who want your position who are like, you know trying to stab you in your back and i've yeah i've had a lot of situations and uh i i do not want that time back i and i just imagine you know these kids you know how they don't want to they don't want to do internships anymore and while i do get it i'm not one of those i'm not one of say it again i was waiting for you to say it i'm not one of those pro work for free people i'm not i'm not one of those people but i am you do need to put in that work you do need to be an assistant first and just like, you know, learn, learn some things. Now I'm not saying you should be coming in making $70,000 your first job, but you do need to put in that effort. But, you know, I do feel like it is funny that these kids think that they shouldn't be, you know, starting up at the bottom. Like, yeah, you don't think you're about to come in being head of A&R. No, but um, yeah, but I, I definitely am not one of those people. I do feel like so many music industry people think that, um, you know, these kids should come in hustling like they did. I don't believe that because we see these people that came in hustling and they still hustling. And, uh -oh. and, and it's not fair. It's not fair. And I will say that I'll be the first one to say it's not fair because people, I do feel like a lot of people take advantage of people. And so, um, and also I, because they know that they struggle so much, like don't, don't make these people struggle. Also, we're talking about, when we first came in this in this space, we're talking in the early 2000s for me and Alex. We're talking about two, the year 2000, literally. And like my first internship was maybe the year 2000 or 1999. The cost of living was so different than now in 2023. 2023 now to get a decent apartment in Atlanta is what, $1,500? People cannot expect people to work for free in 2000. Mm -hmm. This is not fair. We're not living in the same the same scenario. So, yeah, I just feel like you know, it's, it, things are different now. So, uh, how do we even get on this? Because we, we I, mean, I mean, it's it's a part of the corporate structure, though. See, you have a you have a generation who is trying to dismantle this, mm -hmm. but there's no way to dismantle this if you're not in management. Like you, you can't. If you want to get be a fashion editor of Vogue, if your dream is to be a fashion editor of Vogue, you think that you could just network at a few events and apply? That's the that's that's where gatekeeping came from. Mm -hmm. Gatekeeping came from just like you said, there's a, a whole bunch of people in the industry who have banded together philosophically to say. I had I had to go get Tyler Perry's 
lunch every day. Mm-hmm. For two years, I had to go get, what does Medea eat? She yeah. ate neck bones, chitlins. I had to get the drink perfectly chilled. I had to go here. You know how some people, you know, we talk about, you know, sometimes everybody has a fat moment where you make multiple stops. Mm-hmm. Where you go get the fries from McDonald's and then you get the burger from here and then you get this. So you had to do that for two years. Mm-hmm. Until you finally become like a manager's or editorial assistant. Yep. And then you do two more years doing whatever. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, curling Anna Wintour's bang or whatever. Yeah. And then you make sure it is. Yeah. And then you, you go and you look at people who did that and say, I'm not doing that, but yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. That is not gatekeeping. That is just the structure. Yeah. Now, when we're gone, y'all can dismantle it if you want to, but it ain't going nowhere because you have so many people who did that. Yeah. Whether you feel like it's right or wrong, like the people yeah. we know, they drove the truck. Yeah. They put the posters up. Yeah. They did all of that. So it doesn't matter philosophically what you think is right or wrong. And that's the same thing with corporate America. Bob in accounting has worked there for 25 years. Yeah. Is he good at what he does? Uh, not really. But tenure. Yeah. He has tenure. He has seniority. And our younger cousins and then they don't understand that. They're just like, I want to be an astronaut. And I'm just like, oh, what? What? Yeah. Just like in the other black girl, you had the older, the people that had been working there for so long. And you do see the reality of, hey, I can't get this position until this lady decides to retire. Like you see the reality of, I'm gonna be this lady's assistant getting her coffee. Until this lady decides to retire, I will be getting her coffee until then. And yeah, and that's the reality of a lot of those types of jobs until you move around. And that's also the structure of a lot of corporate jobs these days which is kind of, you know, disheartening because I see a lot, like a lot of my friends that are like in these super corporate jobs, they are moving every couple of years. But every time they move to a different job, they're getting $20,000 increases. Like that's the insane part is they're getting $20,000 increases every time they move jobs. And so to me, I know one of my friends, every he used to move, he used to change jobs every two years. And I'm looking at him like, yo, you're crazy. That looks really unstable and that looks bad. And I'm surprised that people keep hiring him because I'm like, that looks really unstable. And I would think that people wouldn't hire you because of that. And no, but I think because that's normal and people understand why people do it he still gets jobs every two years, but every single new job is another $20,000. And I think they expect people to do this because they know people want more money. So they expect this every two years to hire somebody else 
They have to retrain the next person and they kind of just have this expectation, hey, this is going to happen. Uh, but that is the corporate structure. And it's just that's that's just what happens. And that's just the thing. But when you have jobs like these editors, like these book editors or like these like the Vogue editor, you notice every two years they're announcing all of these like top editors, these fashion editors, these um these beauty editors, all of them, they, every two years they add a new place, but every time instead of better publication and an extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars, there I'm like, it's pretty dope, but it's like it's so much, and I'm like, wow, I feel for them. And then they have to wear their four inch heels and five inch heels. And actually, um, uh, one of my friends, she's a fashion director, mm -hmm. and you know, we t we talk about that, like how at one of her jobs. Um, one of one of the other fashion girls they used to talk about not her but another fashion girl they used to talk about girls that if they didn't wear super high end designers and I'm like that's a lot of pressure I'm like I'm glad I'm not in that space but then also the pressure of that you have to look the part and I'm like that's a whole other thing you have to look the part of whatever job you're doing you have to look the part so I mean it's it's an uncomfortable conversation for younger people. Because mm -hmm. they look at the world like what should be right and what yeah. should be wrong. Mm -hmm. And some people are getting hired just off the strength of they're more likable. But you know, that goes back to the other black girl. Yes, I mean, the other black girl is this. That was, that <laughs> the was main that. character, the reason why the show to me is going to divide people is because the main character is not really... It's not really somebody that I would root for a hundred percent. It's really a lot of things that happen to her. I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much how I end up. Like, uh, well, uh. why? What was it about her? And if you haven't seen the movie, this is a spoiler alert. But what what was it about her? Like, what was it I about? Think, I think as a black woman in corporate America, and it's unfortunate. But you have to be a go-getter. You yeah. absolutely, you absolutely, a hundred percent. You just have to. You just have to want it. That's fair. You, you have to. You know, you got to dodge all the hatred. You got to all the black women who became leaders yeah. in corporate America were like bulldogs. Yeah, they were like they were about that life. Yeah, they were about schmoozing. They were about building relationships. They were yeah. about doing what they had to do. You didn't have to tell them nothing, and they became managers. Yeah. Now, I feel like I've seen a lot of posts and stories and exposés about how being a black woman in management is like the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. But that's what you wanted. You know that if you're a black woman in leadership in corporate America, that most of your people are going to hate you because at some point you are on the same level. Yeah. Now you're making way more and have a better office and a better job. So. But the girl on the other black girl doesn't seem to understand that you have to play the game. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, I want this. But I'm like, if you want that, you know what you're playing. You know what game you're playing? So I agree with that. I felt like she wasn't, she didn't have the attitude of someone who wanted to move ahead. Oh, she didn't have the attitude. I felt like she wasn't confident. I didn't feel like she was confident at all. Um, I felt like she didn't listen to her boss. Um, and I felt like, yeah, there's certain, she had to play the game and she didn't play the game. So when her boss said, Hey, you know, don't give this advice to, uh, to the author, 
then I felt like she shouldn't have given the advice to the author, especially if your boss is giving you this uh, guidance and you are under her. I just feel like you listen to your boss because you are uh, a reflection of your boss. And why would you make her look bad like that? I don't care what it's about, because guess what? Exactly what happened. Uh, the book, the, when the book leaked and everyone said he was racist, it made her boss look bad because her boss okayed the book. It made the boss look bad. That's what I, my thing would have been like, hey, I told you that it looked racist. You said, no, it's cool. Don't say anything. It felt, it fell on the boss. And that's why I would have been like, okay, I let her know. She didn't use my guidance. Okay, cool. I'm not going to say anything. And it fell on the person that it needed to fall on. So I wouldn't, so she should have, she shouldn't have said anything. It fell on the person that it should have fallen on. And I just felt like she shouldn't have said anything. So yeah, there are a couple things about that. Yes, yeah, she didn't have the attitude for it. And the other black girl had the confidence. She had the swag. Also, she dressed the part. I really do believe in that, dressing the part. Um, you have dressed for the, did they say that on the show? Dress for the job that you want? I don't know if that was something recently. No, I, but see, one of them, it's just, I know people struggle with this and it's hard to tell people this, but just likability yeah. and just the overall appearance. Mm-hmm. With outfits, hair, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you say. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a promotion or whatever, it matters what your bosses say. Yeah. And the other black girl, literally on the show, yeah, she exhibits everything. And I felt like they tried to show parallels and they didn't do a great job of that. But you basically can see like one black girl sees how she can be through the other black girl. And I felt like that's that's just something that we all do in corporate America. You look and you see like I see Lexi doing this and I see yeah. her moving up and I see like she's this way with her coworkers and she's, she's open and they trust her and all this. Maybe mm -hmm. I can be more like the other Lexi. Yeah. Versus being myself wearing, dressing like I live under the umbrella tree. Yeah. Just dressing like Penelope, like just wearing little, it's, and I, I know people get on social media and they go on these, these long threads and they say, this is how it should be. Well, it's just, well, it's, <laughs> it's just not like, but, you, but also the other theme of the, that, the biggest theme of that, well, one of the bigger themes of that uh, show is that um, sometimes changing your confidence in your appearance will help you get to where you want to be. And that does prove to be the case in a lot of corporate settings. And that is true. And what I'm not trying to say is to change who you are. But what I am trying to say is that 100% in certain circumstances can help. Certain jobs, that, that does help. And so that was what that show was about. That show was about, hey, if we change these girls' appearance and we change their confidence, then they can get the job that they want. And you see all the girls that they changed, the professor, the banker, the, what was she a makeup artist, I think? Or no, she she ended up changing into something else. The editor, they changed all of their appearance, which in, which in turn changed their confidence. They got the jobs that they wanted. Again, I'm not trying to tell people you need to change all these things about you, but it it is something as simple yes, as- tell them. Yes, huh? yes. 
something as simple as changing your changing your outfits and your your hair can really change how people approach you. Every, I mean, everything. And it's so crazy. It is crazy that, you know, to even think that like, well, if I change my hair, then people approach me differently. It, it sounds crazy. And it does sound like, wow, why should I have to change myself for someone to treat me differently? But at the same time, it is reality. Like it is reality that people treat you differently. People treat me differently when I have a designer bag on versus when I have when I have on some leggings and a t-shirt and some flip-flops, they do treat me differently. And that's reality. It's not about, you know, yeah, it shouldn't be that way, but it, it is that way, but it shouldn't be that way. So it, it is sometimes reality. And again, that's not, you know, what I'm preaching to people, but I do. Yes. Preach no, I'm not trying to read to people, but it's, but it, look, you know, I mean, look, you, it's just, like you said, it's not changing. Yeah. It's just adapting. Okay. Now, here's what I didn't like in the movie. I didn't like that at the end. Wait, don't say you don't tell the end now. <sighs> okay. All right. Don't tell Okay. Don't tell the end, but. Okay. I, I mean, what I will say, like you said, you know. You know what? I, you knew what I was going to say, though. Yes. Because it was so just You know, because we got whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cousins. Whenever I talk to them, it's just like, I don't know what y'all going to do in 20 years. I, it's, it's just hard to even envision because y'all don't want to, y'all want a system that does not exist yet. Yeah. Same thing with politics. It's like when people say, well, when all y'all die, <laughs> things are going to get better. But I'm just like, okay, so when everybody dies, what are y'all going to do that's better? Maybe everybody will be, will be able to wear like, you know, potato sacks to work and... Cause, Cause, you can't, and we know this. We've known people. You can't help who likes you, or who doesn't like you. Sometimes, you know, we go to places and we meet cool people, mm -hmm. and then a person might, like you said, they might see your bag, they might see your outfit, they might just like your overall whatever, and y'all connect that way. So, I feel like there's more people that are that have social anxiety these days. Now that's going to be, there are more people that have social anxiety nowadays. And I'm curious how that's going to affect work because we do know that people like to work with people that they get along with. And I am curious. However, it works when people, because a lot of us work from home still, even though I know a lot of jobs are changing and people are making people go to work, I think that the pandemic has made a lot of us 
socially awkward. And I'm curious if when they start making people go back to work, if our social awkwardness is going to be an issue. For some people, because when I was in college, they used to make the business people, and I think a lot of colleges, they used to make them learn how to do certain things. Okay. So that when you do like a deal or when you're talking to people, you'll know how to do it. Yes. Kind of like James Bond in a way. You know, he he knows how to fly a helicopter. He knows yeah. how to drive a boat. He yeah. knows how to do everything because he's a spy, just yeah. in case. Yeah. So they would teach people how to play golf. Yeah. They would teach people how to do certain things. We said to do business launches. Yeah. And this was the, all the business majors had to learn how to play golf. Mm-hmm. They all had to learn how to do certain things. Just like I've been on trips and I've met like executives and we've talked about stranger things. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's like certain things in life. If you want to be in entertainment, you should know a lot about entertainment. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in music, you should learn everything you need to know. Like we talked about Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. If you go to her listening party and you just so happen to be talking to this nice lady at the bar, she's yeah. like an older woman, she's well-dressed, and she's like, well, what do you think about the album? And then you break it down step by step just based off you know about music and then you introduce yourself she's like oh well, my name is so-and-so you know i am the head of the label yeah and so like you if you want to be this you got to learn everything about that like we i, I don't know if people have been grasping this but you got to immerse yourself to put yourself ahead of everybody else who's just sending their resume in or who's just hitting them up on LinkedIn to put a face with the name, or you or you need to learn how to also hop in a conversation and know how to interact, but not sound like you don't know what you're talking about, but still interact because I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do that. Like kind of fake it till you make it, but still interact with the conversation but not really know what you're talking about. That's another art form that a lot of people do not know how to do. Yeah, it's I can get in a conversation about Victoria Monet, Victoria Monet and I don't know anything about her, but it'll sound like I know about her, but I could just like join in the conversation. That's another thing, like fake it till you make a conversation. So it seems like you know what you're talking about, but you don't really, that's another art form. You know? I mean, even if you got to do a quick Google search on the side, mm-hmm. I mean, but just prepare yourself because you got a lot of competition. People is hiring their friends now. People is hiring their auntie now. Their yes. grandma, because their grandma can't retire, so they got to hire her to be like to carry the, the records and the papers and the folders. Yeah. People, if you just want to do things on the up and up, this is not happening. Nepotism is at an all-time high. Adam Sandler's daughter. Right. I don't even know if the movie is good. But she so good. Oh my god! The number one movie on it's Netflix. So good. It's still number one right now. It's the most streamed movie on Nielsen. This still you it is about- the most streamed movie. The Bar Mitzvah movie. The Bar Mitzvah movie. Yes, on Nielsen. It is Adam a- Sandler's. Now, can she act? Can she sing? Can she dance? I mean, it don't matter. She can act. There, it was cute. Both of them are cute. Both of his daughters. It was a cute movie. So with nepotism being at all time highs, like she's gonna get that look regardless. Yeah. And then the, she just so happened to be talented. Like so, so many of these nepo babies is very talented. Yeah. Can't even can't even hate on them. 
They just yeah. happen to have famous parents. I will say this. I watched the movie and didn't know until the very end, until the credits. I was like, oh, those are Adam Sandler's kids? Didn't know mm -hmm. until the very end. Didn't even know. So you want to get on show? This is how this is how things should be. Look, nepotism, your your schmoozing coworkers that bring food all the time, the people who do things and go behind your back. You got a lot to do. You got a lot of people to deal with. Yep, and always, you know what? Be strategic. Be strategic in work and everything. You know, you have to be strategic. Yes, put your pride to the side. Cause see, the girl on that show, there was a scene, and you mentioned it, where she made a decision based off of her pride or her ego or what she wanted to do at the time. Instead of thinking like, why would I do this if I'm trying to move up? Why would I do this thing if I wanted to get this thing? Knowing that if I do this thing, I'm not going to get that thing. Right. I'm going to put myself in a situation where I'm just going to be put to the side. And then my coworker, who is agreeable, who is more likable, will, will always get ahead of me. Yeah. Why would I put myself, why would I shoot myself in the foot like that? Yeah. You, you, you honestly, you have to have the personality for jobs that are, for a career that's extremely competitive. I would suggest if you don't have the personality for it, if you don't have that competitive, I hate to say it, if you don't have a competitive personality for something for a competitive career where you have to be a go-getter, I would say don't even do it. <laughs> because it, it's those type of jobs are extremely competitive and you have to really work your butt off. If you're not willing to go above and beyond, it doesn't even make sense to take jobs like that, to, to even go after jobs like that, because you have to be extremely competitive and you really have to go above and beyond. If you don't have it in you, like for me, I will say this over and over, like I don't have, I'm not that type of person. So I would never, that's not me. That's not, I'm not that type of person. So I will, one, I'm not a journalist, but like, I'm not trying to be, let's say like a, a let's, let's use fashion director, for example. That's not what I want to do. But like, I don't have the competitive nature in me to want to be a fashion director at um, at like Vogue Italy, for example. So, but because I know what it takes to do that, like that's not my type of personality or anything when it comes to careers. And I know how much it takes. That's not me because I know how the energy that it takes, and you have to. You do have to smooth. You have to go to all the passions. You have to do all of it. That all of it that it takes is not something that I'm willing to do. So I'm not even going to attempt to do that because I know that I'm not willing to do everything that it takes. So if it's if you are aspiring to do something and you know that you're not willing to take the bare minimum that it takes to get there, to me, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, two movies to watch. If you were younger and you want to, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, such a great movie. Yeah. And Whiplash. What was Whiplash? So Whiplash is about, <laughs> as the resident band geeks, mm -hmm. so basically Whiplash was an Oscar-nominated movie mm -hmm. for Best Picture about this, a student in the band who wanted to do everything that he could to impress his band director. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it is the most intense movie I've ever seen. Okay. Like, if you've never seen Whiplash, you know, take a few shots and then watch it. Okay, I'm gonna take because it out. Because this, this, this student did everything that he could 
to impress this band director. Uh-huh. And the band director could not be impressed. Uh-huh. You should watch it. Your nerve is going to be bad by the end. He did everything you could do. Because I it just took me back to when I was in band. It's like when you're in band, you want your band director to be proud of you. You're just like, yes. Yes, Lexi. Do that dance. Do that perfect dance that way. Uh-huh. Just like me. You, you play your instrument. You play your tune. And the band director's like, that's how I wrote it. This this dude could not impress. He went through hell trying to impress his band director. The person who played the band director won an Oscar. Okay. Because he was just like, so great. I'm not impressed. The dude, like, you just have to watch it. And then it really puts in context that sometimes in life, no matter how much you do, it's just not meant for you. Go somewhere else and thrive because the person that you really want to impress, it ain't going to happen. I like Somebody that. Never wears product. No matter what you do. Right. Anna's going to be like, eh. I like, I like that. I like that. And it sounds like both of those movies you can apply that to no matter what, like, no matter whatever industry or whatever you're trying to do. I like that. Um, I will try that movie out, and look. yeah, I'm not. And look, we're not trying to be discouraging, but what we are trying to do is, what we are trying to say is, if you're not willing to work hard for what you want and whatever job you're trying to do, if if you're not willing to do the bare minimum that it takes, no matter what it is, if you're not trying to, do, as long as it's legal, then maybe you should try something else. If you're not willing to do the bare minimum that it takes to get to where you want to go, if you don't want to play the game, it's two things that you should learn from this. If you don't want to play the game, then maybe you need another destination. But if you are playing the game and it's not working out, then you might need to move on to something else. And that's perfectly fine. You might need to move on to a different career, a different path, a different anything if it's not working out. If you are trying. But if you are some certain people like the younger, our young cousins who don't even want to try, right? good luck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Adulthood Podcast for Jazz Millennials. You can follow me at Lexi with the Girls, and you can follow. Why did your voice all of a sudden get sexy? Whenever you do that, every week. That's that. You can find me. What is your Instagram name, sir? Alejandro underscore places. If you want to DM me about your job, <laughs> prospects, or lack thereof, or do not DM me, DM Lexi. Oh my gosh. Uh, point you in the right direction. And to LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. TTYL.